Hey folks, it's Jalen, and this is Go Black Boy Go, a podcast about my journey through graduate school. Each week, I will be reviewing my week with you, as well as giving a few tips on how to make the grad school application process easier. And every now and then, I'll have a few guests come on to talk about various topics about race, gender, sexuality, masculinity, and queerness. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and let's get on with this week's episode. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, I'm back now, bi-weekly, because... Um, th- this, I can tell that as I get like further and further along that um, I'm just going to have more and more things to do and um, I don't I don't want to overload myself and um, but I want to keep sharing my experience um, because I think that this would be something cool for me to look back on um, when I finally do get my PhD and just can hear all about like my time and my struggles things I was scared about all that stuff so but I am back bi-weekly and it is raining here that's nothing new I think I've gotten used to the rain um at first I was like uh I don't like the rain I don't want to wear these big I have these like um rain boots that kind of cover up my whole ankle and they kind of feel constricting but now I think I've gotten used to them because they they look really stylish and I feel like like I feel like I'm on t- I can I like splash through puddles um because they're waterproof and so I'm like I just splash through puddles um when I actually do decide to wear them sometimes like I at first I was very stu- stubborn about wearing my rain boots because I was like no I can just wear these regular boots in the rain and they won't get wet or nothing but then they definitely did and kind of ruined the leather and there's some really nice shoes so I stopped doing that and I finally just 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 started wearing the rain boots and I really love wearing them because I can splash through puddles <laughs> it's really fun like I, I'd recommend just like putting on some some rain boots and splashing through puddles so okay so that's enough rambling for me um so when uh winter term is here um I guess I'll just do like a quick rundown of my classes and how I feel about them right now um so right now I am I am taking three like three classes um the first class is um called uh queer queer of color critique and performance and basically, it's all of these theories by, like, um, these black and brown scholars. And they're talking about race and gender and sexuality and class and all these things. And they're they're kind of providing an, inter- an intersectional look at, um, like, or intersectional um, inquiry into queer theory. Um, because one of the critiques is that queer theory kind of queer queer theory like foundational queer theory 
um, so like Judith Butler, um, Sedgwick, um, like all the other, like y'all know, like if you do queer theory, you know the big queer theory folks. Um, all of these theories don't engage with race. Um, oftentimes they don't engage with race. And so these, these scholars are saying, okay, we're going to look at all of these things that you're, that queer theory is saying, but we're going to look at what it means for, um, black bodies, black and brown bodies. Um, and so I, I think it's, I, I, this class has just been so far just in two weeks. It's been like just so like eye-opening and um the professor is just brilliant so that just has something to do with it too but um it's just been very eye-opening and um right now we're reading a lot of black uh feminist criticism um and that stuff is just amazing because it's still relevant today sadly um just like black women commenting on like Hey, you know, the feminism movement is very white, is very whitewashed. The black rights movement is um, very sexist. So, you know, we don't really belong anywhere. So we're going to carve our own space. And it's just, yeah, it's interesting to see how um, timely it still is. Um, And then, and then there are, um, we read one scholar and I've talked about this essay on Instagram a bit, but, um, mama's baby, papa's maybe where she basically talks about, she basically theorizes that during the middle passage, um, black people weren't seen as gendered bodies. Um, they were just seen as flesh. And so therefore gender doesn't like, apply to black bodies because of this because of this rupture um and she's saying that in order for us to um she argues that in order for us to embrace our identity that we um that it's in we we should seek the feminine to kind of undo all of the um the the like racist stereotypes and the the dehumanization um that has survived um from the middle passes through until now um and so that essay was just just amazing to read i've never read anything like it before and it's like i i can just really tell that this type of writing and this type of criticism is something that I can see myself doing just in regards to film. Um, and I don't know, I am, I'm just so happy that I got into this class and that, um, it's going to help me sort of build more on my ideas that I, that I'm seeing with film. Cause I, I can kind of, I think I kind of already write with these things in mind. Cause I, in my last paper, I kind of did queer, uh, did queer theory, but then added race to it because I didn't know of this other, like, world or this other framework where people were already doing that in everything they do. So, yeah. Um, 
so that's that class then i'm taking um uh it's called english 611 which is um basically the teaching pedagogy class and we're learning um about like ways to teach writing and we're constantly discussing um teaching strategies and learning how to do lesson plans and um learning how to create activities all of that stuff what i find cool about it is that the professor um is very um she focuses on the use of, of like using digital tools for education so she she always has has canvas pulled up and will like submit things one of our assignments was to submit a picture to canvas and then we all viewed it together and she puts her assignments on canvas so she doesn't give out like a handout she just makes a page and i think that's really cool um because i mean we're all students first year students are very much in tune with technology and their phones and I think it's just an easier way to, to teach first year writing by kind of meeting them where they are in their in terms of um, like the way the the in terms of the way they communicate um, and they communicate mostly through social media and things like this. Everybody does, but most people do. But um, I, I think it's just a cool way to um, teach writing. And I think I would want to. I would definitely want to mirror these kind of strategies in my in my classroom. Um, so that's that class. And then I am taking a class called archival theory where we're we're talking about ways to read archives. And at first I thought it, I was like, oh, like that. At first I was like, oh, like that sounds like pretty simple. Like it, it shouldn't be that complicating. But. No, it definitely is because, you know, last week or this past week, we were talking about um, how archives are just are not the definite truth because they're constantly um, they're 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 little things that were placed like in so in a box these are they're little things that are replaced in the box and it's not like the whole thing and then again like when people find these materials it be it like becomes something else because a, someone could take a letter out of a box and it changes the whole meaning of this collection of papers and stuff and so um and, and we spent like we spent like an hour talking about two paragraphs from this uh article by derrida i don't i didn't really care for that part but um i mean it was a it, I, the guy i mean yeah he is a great like writer and yes very smart um writer i feel like i'm throwing shade at derrida but i don't know i mean i'm sure he doesn't care because you know he's derrida so um Okay, where was I? I lost my train of thought. Okay, no, but we spent um, two like like we spent an hour talking about two paragraphs on Derrida on on he was talking about um, arch archival truth, like how archives can't communicate the truth or something like that. Um, 
But no, this I think this class will be very helpful for me because I am sort of also interested in archives and I, I actually think it's important work because you think about just all of the stories that have yet to be told because they're waiting to be found in an archive somewhere or something a story that we already know can be more enhanced by um just kind of going to to like the archive of where like a famous person like um reviewing their papers and saying oh like oh wait this cool thing happened or something like that um i i think that's just the possibility of doing that is just really really cool to me and then just kind of just getting a peek into the past and kind of trying to imagine like um what what was going on and like what led these people to write these letters and things like that um because yeah i mean like when you write letters you don't think they're going to be found but then they're always left behind and they always do get found so i don't know but yeah so that that's my my rundown on my classes um so that's my classes and so i'm doing a ta ship with for this um undergrad class um on comedy and i'm basically just I basically just sit in the class and just it's like it's like a the observing that I did last term, except I'm doing it the whole term and um, I'm teaching two different I'm doing two different teaching demonstrations and um, and then I'm grading uh, assignments, some assignments. And so. Um, I'm actually like nervous about, so I'm, I'm doing my first teaching presentation, um, on Tuesday and I'm kind of nervous about it. Um, just because I don't know, I just feel awkward in front of just like a bunch of students, a, a bunch of mostly white students. It's just very awkward for me. Um, and so, but I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's just awkward and it's like kind of scary, but. I don't know. I, I think because my, my first instinct is like, oh, they're not going to like me because I'm black. And I don't know. That's just like the first thing I goes to. It's just an anxiety of mine. Um, but I, I, I know I don't really have concrete evidence. And I actually don't want concrete evidence if someone doesn't like me. Like if a student doesn't like me because I'm black. I actually don't want to experience that. But I'll... I often anticipate experiencing that. Um, I don't know, just be, just because the world is just the world is fucking crazy. So it's like, I don't know, I don't know how these these students be acting. So, but I'm nervous because, um, so they were reading um, Las Estrada, uh, which is this Greek play, and um, the professor from Tiang for said that if I wanted, I could bring in like some media to kind of bring it closer home to, to my own interests. And so Spike Lee did a, um, an adaptation of Lysistrata with uh, Chirac, um, the, his 2016 film. And um, he, it's focused in Chicago. It's a comment on gang violence. And it just, it's just mostly stars black and brown, brown folks. And I don't know, I'm just, 
I'm a little I'm a little nervous to see how they're going to receive that because Lysistrata, the Greek play, was very much um, just very much about like white white women um, going on this sex strike, and I'm interested to see how the students are going to um, talk about the differences between the two and what what kind of how how the story develops more when you include black women into this narrative um and and i'm hoping that it will be like a great discussion and that people won't feel like nervous to talk about like black like just the fact that this is like centering on black women and things like that but um i i guess i'm just nervous to see um i'm i am nervous and anxious as to whether or not they're going to um, respect the movie and like whether or not they're going to like feel comfortable um, to talk about it. So, yeah, those are my things. I might just be freaking like freaking myself out like just because. But these are these are these are like anxieties that I think I will continue to have until I develop a way to sort of eat, put myself at ease and not just assume that um, I'm going to encounter a class full of people that don't like full of, I don't want to say racist, but I guess that is the assumption. I, I don't want to. And so I develop a way to um, ease, put myself at ease and not, think that I'm going to encounter a class that doesn't like me because I'm black and gay so okay so that's that um so surprisingly my paper about dicks um that I did last year um it got nominated for this um like English grad award and I I mean I guess it's a big deal because people people have been like congratulating me and like I was just shocked to get it myself um and like there's these other like great papers on there with these like really professional um titles and stuff and mine has like dicks there in the title it has dick in the title um and I'm just like do I belong here maybe I do maybe people like this so I don't know. Um, so that was really cool to see that. And it was nice to um, just receive just j like a large amount of like, like congratulations and like support from my cohort, um, which I don't want to say I wasn't expecting, but I was just I really appreciated it um, because I don't know, it just shows support and um shows that I can really depend on them and I can you know make it just kind of puts me at ease on encountering with my cohort and things like that um and so yeah so that's that that's some like positive news um also I've I've been like so since taking this creative color critique class, I think I, I think I might have already said this, but I think I've found like like my framework, like the place that I want to constantly theorize for from. 
and it it is is just anything that centers um well it's mo- mostly pulling from black queer studies but also things that talk about like theorize about blackness as like like not gendered um like i i, I kind of like that concept um because yeah, I just like that concept because I don't I, I want to kind of I want to use this concept to kind of explore black masculinity. Like I want to know why a lot of black men subscribe to these hyper masculine ideals and and talk about manhood and things when their conception of manhood is just like off of a white supremacist model. It's like to me it's like they if they like they could if they were white like they would be fine they wouldn't like be trying to get black liberation blah 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 blah. it seems like for like really extreme cases it seems like that's what's going on and i want to kind of like i don't like theorize about it or explore it more and say like hey like like y'all are building this y'all are building your masculinity off of this model like this isn't gonna work you know um so yeah and then you know i I think i would want to well of course critique it but then um maybe explore other ways to express um black masculinity and i think people i think there's already books that's right now like they're uh, written about um that kind of idea but yeah I, th- I this this kind of framework is definitely something that i want to um work from okay so i'm no longer taking the bus like i took it the first couple of days of the term and i was just like no i can't do this no more i hate the waiting I don't like the people. It 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 don't it doesn't. Now that I think about it, taking the bus because I live so far out right now. Taking the bus was kind of just I don't know. It just the people on this side of town are they just I don't know. I don't feel safe around the people on this side of town, and these are the people that get on the bus, and I don't know, but something in me when I took it the final time I just said I don't want I don't think I want to do this anymore I don't really feel safe on the bus I don't like how crowded it gets I don't like how long it gets um and I just don't want to take it anymore and so I just been driving my car to campus and parking um um in this like free parking lot and um yeah, I, I'm just going to do that until, you know, hopefully I'm, I move somewhere that's closer and I can just walk to school. So, yeah, so no more bus adventures unless I end up taking the bus for some odd reason. Um, but no more bus, bus adventures because I, I can't take it. Uh, crazy. Um, okay. So I've been having a, I don't want to say a crisis, but I've been, I've been like thinking like, dang, like when am I, 
when am I not gonna be doing something that isn't school? Like, what else am I good at? You know, and I don't know. I guess it is a crisis. I don't. I don't want to call it that. It's just something that I've just been thinking about. Like, I remember when I was in uh, undergrad. You know, I was writing like fiction um, or plays and. Um, I was doing, I was editing videos and making like short documentaries for um, class and things like that. And all of that's kind of put to a halt. And I'm just, I'm wondering when I'll kind of ease back into just doing like creative writing and like, um, like editing things like for fun. Um, so I'm wondering, like, I was thinking of starting a blog so that I could, like, I mean, it wouldn't be creative writing, but it would be, like, you know, reviewing movies or something like that, or writing, or kind of writing more about theory, but then that's, it's, but then that's, like, related to school, but then it's, like, it's still not, like, a formal paper or something like that. I don't know. I guess I, I, I guess the main thing is that I want to get back into writing creatively and kind of using writing as an outlet and not only restricting writing to writing, um, like academic papers and things like that. Um, and then I thought like, when am I going to pick my, when am I going to pick my camera back up? Um, cause it's just sitting in my closet right now. And I honestly don't know. I don't want to sell it, but I don't know when I'm going to pick it back up and begin, like, making videos again. I'm not sure. And um, I told myself next year, you know, should I move closer to campus, which I hopefully hopefully I do, um, I'm going to do the campus band or campus orchestra. Um, because I the, when I was in undergrad I was doing all I was like recording video and playing in a band and I did cross country for a time and these were all escapes from um academia and so now I don't really have that right now and um I want that I mean I the only I I can like the thing that I do uh as escaped right now is yoga it's um, one hour for Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and, you know, taking yoga has kind of helped me. It, it does definitely does help me have that break from school. But um, it's still at school, you know? I don't know. But yoga has been d- definitely helpful. And I actually think I'm going to just take yoga for, like, the rest of my time in, in PhD. Because... I started off not taking it because I thought it was at the same time as my, um, as one of my classes. But as soon as I realized that it wasn't, I got right back into it. Um, because I remember the first couple of days when I didn't have it, I was like, oh dang, like I'm just doing work all the time. And so I quickly added yoga back and, um, I think it was just the best decision for me to do. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Are are other people kind of struggling with with this 
kind of idea where you're like, oh, I used to do this and now I don't really do this anymore. I'm always like reading and writing academic stuff. I guess I could also just like read some fiction. I haven't read fiction in like, well, I read over the summer. So like three months. Yeah, about three or four months. So maybe I can just start reading some fiction. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so that's that. Um, I want to reserve, uh, like the last couple of minutes to congratulate all of the people that have submitted their graduate school applications and now they are patiently waiting for to hear their acceptance letters. I'm just going to say acceptance letters. I'm not going to talk about rejection letters. They're waiting patiently to hear their acceptance letters. And I just want to say, like, I remember this time last year when I had, like, everything done. And, like, yeah, I, I was I was just, I just kind of relaxed. I mean, no, I definitely was like, oh, my God, when am I going to hear back? When am I going to hear back? But I'll tell you, like, acceptance letters come out of nowhere. Like there would be times when I actually would be worrying about acceptance letters and I just wouldn't hear anything. And then once I stopped worrying about it, like one just popped up in my, my, my mailbox. And I was like, wait, what? And it just kind of like disoriented me for the whole day. Um, like that's, that's how I was when I got my acceptance letter for Oregon. And it was the first PhD school I, I got into. And I just, like remember going on my I was late to class and I was um like kind of rushing to get there and I checked my email and it said University of Oregon I was like oh okay I guess this is my rejection letter and it said congratulations you accepted into a PhD program and I was like what what is going on and I tried to sit in class and why well, I, I sat in class and I was like I was like, okay, I'll, I don't think that actually happened. And I looked at it again and I was like, wow, like this is a thing. <laughs> and it was just, it was a surreal moment. And it was like after class, I just, uh, just got excited and I'm sure I called my mom and like, yeah, but I just want to say like, enjoy your your last semester of undergrad like like take it easy don't stress about your applications like in terms of oh i could have did this better oh i have a typo here oh this and this and this like don't stress about that like you'll get into the programs that you need to get into um and this was advice said to me um by um one of my fraternity brothers and i didn't believe him but no he was definitely true you'll get into the programs you need to get into and the programs that you don't get into maybe they just weren't a good fit from you um and maybe you know it just isn't meant to be um and so yeah so okay so that's all for this episode i will see y'all in two weeks where i update y'all on what's going on and all right thank you for listening to this episode
Hey folks, it's Jalen. Head on over to iTunes to rate and review the podcast. And if you have any suggestions or comments about the show, you can send those to me through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can email them to me. And the links to all of those are in the description. Don't forget, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, and Podbean. And the links to those are in the description as well. Thank you once again for listening to Go Black Boy Go.